Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Nietzsche Nerd Podcast. I am your host, just like every week, Spencer Howland, and I'm joined by a man whose quirk is making me smile, Wes Singleton. I can make people smile. That's definitely a thing I do. The fact that Spencer sometimes gets hit by it is mostly a mistake. <laughs> uh, Wes, are you excited to talk about My Hero Academia Season 2? Definitely not as excited as you, but mostly because I'm not sure that it's quantifiable how excited you are to talk about this show. Uh, yeah, I really like this show. It, it's funny. We, it, it, when we did our kind of planning meeting for the podcast, and, you know, typically I like to come up with like eight weeks of shows. I think we came up with 14 weeks <laughs> of shows. But, um, you know, we, we kind of talked about on the podcast how we wanted to scale back at doing seasonal reviews of shows. Uh, but this was one where we both instantly were like, no, I want to keep reviewing the anime season by season as it comes out. Um, whereas, like, down the pipeline, we're going to be reviewing all of uh, uh, a, a few things. Like, a really good example of this is another anime that we're going to be doing a show on in the upcoming weeks is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And both of us were like, I can't do a season by season. Ike. I, I can't do it. Like, we just got to review the entire show. I don't think I could think of that show as season by season. I think I binged it all in one sitting. Oh, I think Devner and I watched that faster than any show we've ever watched. And she was mad at me because I would only want to watch, like, two or three episodes at a time. And she, like, literally was like, if you turn off this TV, I'm going to be <laughs> mad at you. <laughs> That's great. But this is, this is one that we watch just when it comes out. I actually watched this episode, this show three times upon release i watched the japanese the the sub then i watched the dub when it's released then i watched the dub with devonair so like mm. i have seen every episode of the show at least three times already that has been released but before we get too far into this show let's do some housekeeping the discord is running it won't matter unfortunately because uh, the tournament will have started by the time this podcast is released but we are running a March Madness bracket challenge. Wes, I expect you to submit a lineup. It's free. Uh, it takes literally no time at all. I really do have to decide my method of choosing uh, who's going to win. You I should... haven't decided if it was going to be like row mascot pairings, dice roll, or what Pokemon I think their mascot is closest to. There you go. And whether I think they would win in a fight, I still haven't decided. And I really need to. And Spencer is definitely going to get mad at me if I don't. But you should absolutely, even though you'll have missed the opportunity for this event, Spencer is way too fond of giving away free value on our Discord in tournaments. So come join. I really am. Like whether it's you know week monthly contests for MTG, whether it's fantasy sports, I just want people to engage, have fun, and just give people value for being a part of the the community. So. Uh, you can also be a part of the community by joining the Patreon over at patreon.com slash Media. It would mean the world to us. You know, I, it is a great way to support the show. Uh, Wes and I will probably just do the show for free for as long as we're enjoying it. But it certainly is, uh, you know, a nice incentive to uh, to keep us going. Without it, further ado, though, let's talk about My, se my Hero Season 2. My Season Academia Hero 2. Yeah, exactly. This, uh, by many people's estimations, is the best season of what many think is the best current shonen anime. And when I say that, 
Uh, I think people have a tendency to really, really like tournament arcs. That's true. Tournament arcs are definitely <laughs> among the most favorited uh, seasons of just about anything. Uh, I think this dates... I'm certain that someone can think of, a, of an example of a tournament arc that is older than it, but I feel like most of our love of tournament arcs dates back to either Dragon Ball Z or the tuning exam in Naruto, depending on which one you encountered first. But tournament arcs are incredible. So for me, for me, tournament when I think of tournament arcs, I think of OG Dragon Ball tournaments, and I think of the Dark Tournament in Yu Yu Hakusho. Mm. And the Dark Tournament is one of the best seasons of anime ever, like just ever. Uh, but I will say that the tournament arc here, I I really hope that as the students go into their next year of of hero school uh hero courses that we get comes another back around yeah i really yeah. really hope it comes back around they did set themselves up for that didn't they it better i they would be said so this mad is a yearly we... thing or if they just like like pass it by in the window they're like and that happened Todoroki one I'd be or whatever so disappointed. <laughs> um but yeah so we get a tournament arc this season and then you know to hype up the season even more we get we get to see the flaw in our season one villain being brought to light by a more a villain that has a purpose mm. and a villain that people can get behind. Yeah. Thinking back to our avatar villains, right? Like, right. Uh, totally. Uh, Tomaro is like uh, a, an Unalak villain. He's just like, I'm bad. Cause I can be. Um, and Stain has a lot of... I don't know if we're walking into spoiler territory no, no, yet. No, no but... spoilers yet. No spoilers yet. Sorry. Well, he just has... He has a very strong, uh, like, charismatic bad guy vibe. And it's important to keep that in mind. Because that's setting up what's important here. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, we also see our first hero transformation. A, a small spoiler. I don't know if that's like a spoiler spoiler. But we see our first hero transformation and. In this show, we see new costumes. We see so much is packed into this season that was really built upon season one. West, if you could mute your mic well, for a second. Um, I, and I think that if there's one way that I would hype up or sell season two of My Hero Academia, it is if you had any doubts of this show being good after season one for some reason... They will all be wiped away by the end of season two. It You will be hooked. I don't know a single person that has watched My Hero Academia season two that did not fall in love. Not Double one. the content with twice the intensity. Yeah, just absolutely everyone who's watched it was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was good. Like, that was a good. <laughs> uh, I, I just I have never met someone who didn't like it, so. Yeah, I think that season one really just just scratched the surface of what My Hero Academia has to offer, and like this season was full of the meat, full of like character motivations, desperately trying to grow, scrambling over each other to to prove themselves. Plus, it introduces a much wider cast of characters and makes them makes them all relevant. It's really fun. Yeah, uh, let, let's talk about our first thoughts. Um... 
and, and we're going to stay for spoiler free for a second. I'll go first. The first time I watched My Hero Academia, um, I was, I, so at the time I was watching, I was re-watching Yu Yu Hakusho, and I had been watching it on Funimation because I found out that I could just watch my favorite anime on Funimation. And the th- it kept suggesting this show to me. And then I had started recording stuff on Toonami, and it also was like commercials for My Hero. And I was like, that looks really cool. And I, I kind of talked about this in our season one show, but like I was hooked from the very beginning. And I don't think I've ever binged a show faster. That's not true. I think that uh, 13 Reasons Why I technically binged faster, because I knew that if I stopped watching that show, I'd never pick it up again. Uh, but this this is a close second, where I just like, again, 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 another, 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 another. Yeah. And I think that it really hits its stride in season two. And I felt that watching it. You get, it's funny because you, in, uh, I think it's like, I don't know, it's one of the, the early episodes when they're in class and they're like introducing each other. You're like, this is so-and-so, this is so-and-so, my name's so-and-so. It might be the episode of the class reps, actually, where that happens yeah. in the first season. But you don't get to know anything about these characters. Yeah. And like, you get to know Todoroki in this season. You get to understand, this is not Bakugo season just yet. That actually happens more in season three a little bit. But, like, you get to know a little bit more about Bakugo. You get to know a little bit about more about Uraraka. You get to know about Tenya Ida. And yeah. That, that's because they spend the first season explaining All Might and Midoriya. And here you get you get to dive deep into other characters as they build on those two. Yeah, definitely. I think that this is definitely the the season where Todoroki gets brought to the fore. Like, I think that he, like, gets, like, staged as, like, you know, this other player in season one and then just doesn't get explained about. You get, like, enough Bakugo just because he's, like, this very clear foil to Izuku from the beginning. And, like, he spends this whole season being overshadowed. I actually think Bakugo has a... This is definitely not the season where he comes into his own but totally has a very like nuanced and subtle season um, and experiences a lot of challenges that he's going to have to overcome. I think it's also the season where we get to like know and get comfortable with a whole bunch of the, of the side characters and like comfortable with their powers, learn how they interact with others. We get a little bit of that as they're trying to escape their, um, the situations where they've all been teleported the, away the during attack, the attack. Yeah. yeah. But we definitely like really get it. Like the tournament arc is such a good one for developing what each character can do and where their limits are at. Artist. Um, and then we really in the later rest in the rest of the season we just get uh, this like raw demonstration of what our main characters can do, and it's really impressive. Yeah, and I think it's 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 really interesting as you see the characters that um, kind of make it through different challenges in the in that and, and we'll, we'll get into that but uh, was this uh, kind of before we get into spoiler territory this is actually not my favorite season of my hero and i'm curious if it's yours um i think i recency bias has an issue here because i've more recently consumed this season than i've consumed season three but I have a feeling when I go over the material for season three 
that it's going to come out on top for when we do that episode. Yeah, so for for me, season four is my favorite season so far. The first half of season four, because you've already complained about your opinions about the latter half to well, me. Well, no, 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 that's plenty. only a, Hold on, time out, time out. I, I'll say this on the podcast. Uh, the YouTube villain bugs me. But the last two episodes after that... Are great. Are just actually, in, like... That's true. They're just so good. Anyway. <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean, there's there will be could be betters in this season too. Like I don't I don't think that I don't think that this this season's perfect by any means, but it is. I think it is certainly the thing that made. It is the thing that popularized, in my opinion, my hero. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think that tournament arcs are very powerful, and they come early in a lot of these animes because they're they're very simple to grasp. They're a lot of action. You can get. Like, you know, anime is like th- this type of show in an anime is all about learning to understand a character by punching them or getting punched by them more realistically. And like, it's super easy to get the motivations of a bunch of characters in their fights. Um, and they're often great points to draw everyone in. Let, let's move on to some spoiler territory and actually go over all our overall impressions. And um, I think that now's a good time to kind of bring up. Uh, you know the character growth of so many of these characters because that was what this season was, right? Yeah. Whether it's Uraraka, Uraraka, you know, from you know wanting to you know team up with Midoriya in the cavalry battle to not wanting his help two episodes later to picking the hero that she picked to train with. Uh, I think you see a lot. From... That fight is such a good fight too. Uraraka's fight oh, against we'll Bakugo. Get in, we'll get into that. One. Uh, yeah, uh, I love underdog fights in uh, in anime. They're so good. And, and then you've got you've got Bakugo who has like this great moment of just being so mad at Todoroki for not like just crying like why would you do this to me. Yeah. You gave this little shriveled piece of crap your all and won't get like I'm so mad and you like really see Bakugo's passion and then you see Todoroki and learn I mean this is Todoroki's season. Like they, like if there is a character that it is their season uh as far as like the the major players in the hero battle it, yeah. it's it's Todoroki's. Totally. But, he gets um you know he he gets to be front and center two of the three arcs. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. I I think that my overall impression of the season was was that though, just learning and watching characters. I mean, we get to see Mondoria grow, but it it is very clear that he is also the catalyst yes. for others growing in this season, and I really like specifically that. the way he behaves at the USJ attack. I think is so important for how everyone approaches their motivations at the beginning of the season. And then as they try and keep pace with them, they understand even more how like, like I think the concept of acceleration is really clear in the season because everyone starts at these different places, but it doesn't matter where everyone started because it's the speed of their current growth. That's going to determine where they land and everyone's just trying to match his speed of growth all season long even though many of them start in this place of being so far ahead of him, they learn that they can't rest easy because he's going to catch them so quickly. Yeah. I was, I, I saw a TikTok the other day that talked about how cool certain moments are of this season. 
and one of them i don't know if we have favorite moments in or in here i think we have favorite storylines yeah we don't we don't actually have favorite moments so I'll, I'll just throw this one out there but the part where he wins the the first challenge before the cavalry battle without even using his quirk is is really i think impactful to the story moving forward in in this you know and i think it's what sets like Deku is this fantastic shonen protagonist because he's so different than all the others because he's not hard-headed. He's determined, but he's very smart. He always like like he understands his limits pretty early on and he usually finds a way around them instead of just smashing them open where he can. Is there anything I didn't cover or anything you want to cover on your overall impression here? Um I think that the the two things that I think tend to be like the center point to me of this um, and they come right in the center of the season. The first are is the sudden swing of tone, right? We get this really happy-go-lucky celebratory tournament arc. And then it takes this really like sudden downshift reality strikes moment when Tenya learns of what happened to his brother. And I think it really characterizes what happens the rest of the season. And then the other one being a choice that I think... Izuku makes that really resolves him and separates him from the first half of the show and the rest of it. Um, and that's when he's forced to pick a hero name. Yeah, I also think that uh, it's important to note that that Izuku could have beaten Todoroki if he didn't push him in that tournament. He, he probably would have just lost the next round to Bakugo. Or... Those latter fights are all about wanting to fight on the terms they, like, on what feels like uh, all out, as opposed to seeking victory at any cost. They yeah. they all want to win on their terms, on their, they have conditions they want to put around them winning. They want to win in a certain way, yeah. which I think is really fascinating and I think really separates those characters from a lot of the other ones where they really want to win. I mean, and you know, even uh, Uraraka has this, right? She's like, if I'm going to win, I want to win on my own merits in my own way, in the way that demonstrates me best, not standing on your understanding of your childhood uh, bully. Childhood best friend. Let's be clear. Yeah, sure. Uh, I actually think that Tenya's is the same way, right? Like Tenya yeah. in his first fight, right, is like she wanted me to use this cure so that like I wouldn't like even he was you know had some morality behind his his choice. But, but yeah, I, I agree with your overall impressions. I, I I think that the season is defined by the first season is defined by the beginning of a hero's journey. Yeah. And this this season is defined by the convictions of a hero might be the best way to put it. Yeah, the the am I walking the path I want to be walking, not just am I walking a path. Right, and I think that we see that across a lot of the characters. Yes. Let, let's absolutely. Go on, let's go on to favorite characters. Um, and I tried to not give you any hints before the uh the beginning of the show but i want to give you two guesses to guess my favorite character this season and i will tell you yes or no todoroki it's not todoroki is it bakugo it is not bakugo and it is not the man above my head ah yes okay well it's not 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 the top three 
Uh, so my who is favorite it, character, and it is not even close this season, is actually Uraraka. Um, She's so cool all season long. Like, she... Uh, she is something else as far as, like, a character that I admire. And I think that it starts with her love for other people. Like, I, it is something that I really appreciate. Yeah. And you see her use that love for other people in really positive ways, whether it's helping Deku get into the school or or whether it's help, or trying to at least. Like, obviously, it didn't matter. But or whether it's, you know, her goal being to help her parents live a better life. Or... Yeah, I think it's I think it's actually really interesting, right? Because we have later in the season this discussion of what makes a hero, right? And Uraraka's initial stated intentions of being a hero is she wants to make a lot of money, right? However, the difference being that she doesn't want to make that money for her, right? And under Stain's criteria, he's setting right. Like, I think he would at first look at Uraraka and be like, "You want to make money? Whatever, go die." But obviously there is this underlying actual reasoning behind the wanting to make money yeah. that clearly proves these intentions are not as... No, she's, it's very noble. Even read. Though, I think that she thinks of it as not noble for what it's worth. Yeah. And I think that that's a good thing. Like she recognizes the selfishness in wanting to help specific people, but also it doesn't make it less noble in my opinion. And then also I, I think that... You know, what well, you know, she realizes and, and internalizes feedback given to her in a really great way that I appreciate when she, you know, listens to Eden. So, you know, maybe maybe Eda's right. Maybe I need to learn to do this on my own and not rely on Izuku as much. And as you already said, uh, and uh, I'll just spoil my favorite storyline, that that fight and the storyline following Uraka in this show in this season is my favorite storyline. Like I, I loved it's it's really close with Todoroki, but and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that. But Uraraka going from I love I love working with my friends. I want to work with my friends and succeed together. To I'm realizing that if I want to make my life's parents successful, I'm gonna have to learn on my own. Uh, to okay, I wasn't successful against Bakugo. I'll probably never beat Bakugo in combat. But I won't have to because of the type of hero I want to be. But I'm going to go with this combat hero so that I can gain a fresh perspective. I can learn. Like, she is so cool. She's so cool, dude. Uh, She really does. And I think that what's interesting is that she, um, her approach matches the situation. Unlike a lot of anime characters where they they choose approaches counter to the situation and overcome anyways. But during the team portion, she says, raw, raw teamwork. Let's go. During the, the single combat situation, she says, on my own. I can do it on my own. Or I'll try. Yeah. Awesome. And then later when it's, I want to learn from someone, she literally picks who has the most to teach me. Yeah. And it's so smart. It's so, it, it makes so much sense. Yeah. I like I like her a lot, and uh, go back to the fight. That's that is just such a cool fight. Yeah, uh, I think it's the true centerpiece of that tournament arc in terms of like fights where I'm actually like on the edge of my seat. Well, it, it's so funny too because like you have 
you you have uh, Eraserhead just like calling out that hero in the crowd. He's just like, "You're an idiot." Yeah. Like you, I cannot. You should hang up your cape. You should not be a pro hero. And the as the audience member, the first time you're watching, you're like, "What is he talking about?" She's like, "What is going on?" And then you re- like you it reveals itself. And I mean, it's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. What about you? Who's your favorite character this season? Um, mine's actually Bakugo. I think that his season is, and and this is mostly in the first half of the season. I think the latter half of the season, up until the final test of the of the semester, like he gets kind of sidelined during the stain arc. However, I think that that's an interesting thing for him to have happen to him. But I think that this is the season that actually, like, Bakugo walks in to the series as this very arrogant, powerful person who um, wants to achieve things in the most headstrong, straightforward fashion. And he finds that that gets results in the beginning of the season, right? He wins the tournament for first years. But in the exact opposite of that meme of the guy, like, chugging champagne, kissing the girl, and then taking fifth place or whatever, I just can't get the image out of my head of him muzzled, chained to the first place. I like um, when he's yelling at All Might when he's like, "Don't you touch me with that thing!" He's so like, he's so committed to this. Like, I am the best, but I can't prove it to myself unless everyone attacks me with their best. Because at that point in the season, he doesn't actually believe he's the best anymore. He used to believe he was the best, and that got shaken. It got shattered, really. And he he needs to prove this to himself. And I don't know. There's just something about a character who's doing all the right things for the wrong reasons. Beginning to process why their reasoning is wrong. That I'm drawn to that. Sure. And it's really... And like I think that for me, the more interesting is what causes him to begin to reevaluate. Then when does he actually start getting it right? Awesome. So I want to change our next one because I think we've already talked about like character arcs a little bit. Isn't that funny that this that this show because of this this season especially because of how focused it is on like growing as a person like that's literally what everyone is there to do. Yeah. So rather than talking about our favorite storyline, we have three arcs in this season, and I want you to tell me which one is your favorite and why. Uh, between the final exam arc the stain arc and the tournament arc. I don't really think it's close. I think it's the stain arc. So that's what I thought you were going to say. I have a hot take. I can't stand the stain arc. Why? I just, I think that. So it, it is my could be better in that. Um, I don't like stain. And I think that giving Stain the the so so Stain is right in a lot of ways, but I think Stain the character is just wrong. 
Like they the way that they did Stain, I don't like. Like I sure, think, like he doesn't he doesn't seem the anti-hero that that he's set up to be. Yeah, I just don't I just don't empathize with him and don't get him. And that's a maybe that's a personal thing. No, I don't I I think that he's actually I I think that I personally think that his he is not he's actually a um he's a flawed version of what he's set up to be, right? Which is the 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 rebel with a cause. Yeah, I, I so um, but I think so, he's intentionally set up that way. Um partly because I think he isn't played out in that arc. I don't I think he has more to give. Sure. Um I also think that a big part of why he doesn't live up to all of that is that he's supposed to like I think that the that that um, right, Zahir, right, is I think our of the one of the shows we've discussed the best example of this like of this perfect villain, right? This villain with a relatable cause, relatable desire, and untenable means of both, achieving I it. I think that actually, for what it's worth, I think that both Zahir and um, what's her name, uh, Kabira, K- Kavira, yeah, K- Kavira. I think they're both better examples. Totally. But I think that they're like, I don't think we're supposed to like, you know, my, my infatuation with Zaheer is ongoing, right? Like, I don't think that, that Stain is supposed to have that. I think he's supposed to have the facade of that. Like, I think think the problem is he thinks he is that. Sure. Like, I think he's a caricature of those other characters. And he's allowed to be. I think that that's actually good writing in this case, because um, these these heroes in training are heroes in training. They're not being presented. I think even even in this situation, they're not being presented with the actual threat, the actual thing that they'll need to face in the future. I think they're still being presented with a mockery of it, even as this one is real and has hurt people in real life. So what what makes it your? I mean. I think it makes it your. I think the reason it's your favorite arc is the reason it's most people's favorite arc, which is that Stain is right. No. Oh. That that's not why. I think it's because it's a it's a story of how do you deal with grief. That's a good reason. That I do like that part of this. I also really love Todoroki in the Stain arc. Yeah, Todoroki displays what he learned in the tournament arc in the Stain arc, and it's really impressive. And but I also think that this arc just has some really important things for laying what's coming forward, right? Like Izuku unlocks how to actually use his power without hurting himself, I think is really important. Yeah. Full, cow- um, full cowling. Let's go. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a really important part of what happens here. I think that the, the on the, like, I think that a bunch of the minor things that happen to all of the other characters, like really kind of like are, um, good little foundations, right? Like the, the reflection at the end is, yeah, we had it hard, but everyone grew. And they might not feel like they grew as much as us, but they also weren't put in a life or death situation. And that's like, they're definitely setting it up from the beginning that the, these life or death situations are where these characters are really growing. So is this, is this, I want to, I want to touch on your original point though, because I, I actually was, I just finished the Stain arc before this episode. Mm-hmm. And something that, did not hit me the first, you know, five times I've watched this season, maybe more, uh, is that Izuku and Todoroki 
had Azuku actually talks about how he does did not deal with his friend's grief very well. Yeah. He did not he was not there the way he thought he should have been. And Todoroki I think did something that was really important in just straight out calling out uh his friend. Just being like, "Dude, you are not being a hero." Like you you're not. Like this guy's this guy's telling you the truth. Like you are not being the type of person you want to be. Yeah. And the ingenium I know would not be acting like you right now. Yeah, that's that's the meat, by the way, of this arc. And while I don't think Stain is a is a compelling villain, I think he asks a compelling question. Even and that's I think true. that the the thing like the question of what does it mean to be a hero is the meaning of this show in and of itself, right? What does it mean to be a hero is absolutely the question that every single character asks themselves at every step of this. Yeah. Even the characters like Tomoro who ask, what does it mean to be a hero so that I can define myself as the opposite of it? Right. And like the realization he comes to at the end of this, like, uh, oh, the reason that I don't like uh, Midoriya or Stain is because they respect a real hero. Let me kill a real hero. Yeah. That's fair. I, I, I do think that there are interesting pieces of this arc, but it it is my least favorite of the three. That being said, we'll get into my could-be-betters about it. I, I kind of covered it, but we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, my favorite arc is is the tournament arc, um, and it is because I think we get to see lots of different growth, really. Yeah. And I think we get to learn about a lot of different characters. And I think that season three does a really good job. Like, I think this most of the seasons do a really good job so far of building on the previous one. And this this anime also does a really good job of not, like... It is not Dragon Ball Z where, like, you have to be 10,000 times better than last time to, like, impress me. Yeah. Um. Obviously, there are moments of that in this anime, but I, I think that this season is definitely not that way. And in the tournament arc, I think that most of the matchups feel winnable for everyone participating, as long as sometimes it requires redefining what you count as a win. Sure. Um, and and it's not just the tournament. Like I really like the cavalry battle. I really like the you know the opening ceremony. Like I I just I don't know. I also I love the really enjoyed Lady learning about Class One B. Yeah. Um, minor spoiler. Uh, uh, if you watched the, um, if you watched the, uh, trailer for the, for season five, we do learn that a certain somebody does in fact make the hero course because he is in class one B competing with class one A. Ah. So, and I also think that that is like a really big reason why i'm trying to find his name really quick yeah um, he's the guy who uh enthralls people right in is that what that word means yeah to uh like make people your thralls make people your uh it, your it, mind i can only uh, find his name in japanese but he's the purple-haired guy uh that can take people's minds yeah from class 1z uh hitoshi is what it says. But he he's a really interesting character. 
um, where he goes to, and and he goes to show the flaw in what has become like people with showy quirks getting the limelight rather than people with useful quirks or yeah. people with just outright. Yeah, you know, he goes to show the flaw in the system, which I really appreciate. Which is interesting because I think that within the context of actually, I think that the reason that the tournament arc isn't my favorite arc of this season is because it doesn't relate to the theme of the show as nearly as much. Right? It's the question is is not is how strong can I be during this part of the the season when the real question of my hero academia is how can I be the best hero I can be. I, I think he I think he talks about that though, right? Where he Totally. But I think that one of the things that All Might proves that it's important about a hero is that he exudes confidence. And that's part of what a showy um ability does. Is it shows people that I'm on the scene and I can take charge of the situation, I, I which is I'm fascinating. Conf- I think I'm confused. Maybe this will be in your could be betters, and if it is, please save it. But I'm confused as to what you mean by like you saying he doesn't have confidence? No, he has confidence, but he doesn't have the ability or he doesn't hasn't shown yet to me the ability to reassure people in trouble. I see. But yeah, that that is my favorite arc. Let, let's move on to could be better. I and and I've kind of talked about mine. Uh, mine is stain. I think that So so here's the thing. I uh, I see the reaction to Stain on the internet and the type of person that people think Stain is. They think of him as a killmonger. They think of him as a, you know, as, as a here, right? As, as that's what he is. But he's not that. Like, he's a serial killer. Yeah. And putting him as anything other than a serial killer, I think, is a disservice to his message. And I don't like that. And so maybe it's not Stain that I have a problem with, but people's infatu- infatuation with him because of his message. You want to do what uh, what Midoriya does to that 1B class member. Or no, not to the 1B class member, but to uh, like where he gets really he gets really mad at... Which character is it that he gets mad at for thinking that Stain's motivations are cool? I, I can't. I can't remember. I. 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 I think. I think it is a class member. I remember what you're talking about. But. But my point is this: if you left that arc, thinking Stain is cool, you are wrong. It's like you might think he's a cool villain because of his quirk or whatever. But Stain is not an anti-hero. Stain is a serial killer. Yeah. Like he. There. He is not a good guy. He is not. He's not Deadpool. He's not. He he's not kill. He's not even Killmonger. Like <laughs> at the end of Black Panther, Killmonger was right, and they share with the world their knowledge. He is not that. He is wrong. Uh, he is not Judge, Jury, and Executioner that he's acting as, and you should not idolize him. I don't even think he's good at the judge and jury part. No, just like, I think that the, and I think that that's part of actually what sets 
us up in this interesting way is that um, Tenya's brother, I think, from what we know and everything we learn about him from Tenya's point of view, does not meet the criteria that Stan is thinking of oh, who he targets. Not. He's like really humble. He's just trying to help people. Like, I, I just... And I think that that's part of what is... I, I think that that's the that's the thing that makes it clear to um, to Midoriya and I think hopefully to a lot of the viewers that he's absolutely spouting this rhetoric that he's not even practicing. Right? He's not... I mean, and maybe he has a the hint of that he's sort of practicing it and that he identifies that, you know, this uh, this 15-year-old kid in front of him is embodying the idea of being a hero that he thinks is right in Midoriya. But at the same time... Yeah, it's, it's so funny, too, because the first time that I watched this, I was like, oh, yeah, Stain, like, I get it. He sees what I see in Midoriya. But every time I've watched it since, I'm like, this dude's a crazy person. Yeah. Like, this, dude's, this dude has no idea what he's doing. And I don't... So, uh... In the future of this anime, Stain becomes this symbol for the for the League of Villains, and it, people join the League of Villains because of Stain. And I think it goes to show that things. That I, the one thing that it does well is it goes to show these idols that people create, and in all honesty. Um, from doing constructive criticism for however many years I did it, I became that for a lot of people where people thought things of me that weren't true. That I was like this always calm. Yeah. Like he's a three time state champion. <laughs> Is that a dig at my concession? Cause I didn't appreciate that. I no, I, I wasn't targeting any specific. No, oh. I was thinking of a way to draw a, a incorrect conclusion about you. No, uh, Quentin and Matt make fun of me all the time because I conceded in the top eight of states to Brian Holly because my girl because Devin Air was in town while we were dating and I wanted to go see her and I had a good matchup anyway. So I thought I thought that was uh I was like no one's made that joke in years. No, but I'm glad I now know about it. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Anyway, but but you know, this this belief in this like I have been this this person that people looked up to that I didn't think that I was. And I didn't like that. There are still people who look up to me, and I don't think I'm the person that they think I am. And I think that we do that with all kinds of people. Whether it's former Orange presidents, whether it's, uh, you know, people... There are all kinds of people that we just put on this pedestal that don't... No, that nobody deserves. Even in this season, Midoriya realizes the pedestal he is putting All Might on is holding him back as a hero. The hero I... that he himself can be. And I don't like that they use Stain to do that. That's my could be better. Well, I I think that any time the, the choices and attitudes of the villains that make you feel bad are probably the right way to write the show, Spencer. That could be true. I You know, I, it's... Because the villains are supposed to, like, Zaheer and Kuvira are are the exception to but, but, what but makes an excellent both, villain. But we both know that Zaheer is wrong for, yeah. for his actions, right? Even though Zaheer is right... 
but here's there's the a thing. problem. And, and Stain is right then there. There's a problem too. But Stain, Stain is like I don't know why is he worse. But I don't want to like dissect my psyche here. But like Zahir doesn't bug me like Stain bugs me. Would you feel? Would, would we all feel different about Zahir? If instead of being in a position where he threatens the entire existence of the Avatar, if instead he saves Korra's life at some point. What do you mean? Like, that, I think, is the thing that leaves the most people feeling like Stain could be cool is the fact that then Stain uses his last chunk of energy to kill that Nomu and save Midoriya. I don't know. It, it's it's hard, right? Because like, I think the I think the actual problem here is when Zahir kills the Earth Queen. I'm like, yes, somebody needed to do it. But when Stain cripples uh, Ida's brother, I'm like, why? Like, what? Why? What good did you actually do there for your purpose? And I think that's the difference. One of them is like actually insane. I mean, they're both crazy. But one of them is like cannot be helped. And the other is it's like the greater good kind of crazy. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it. No, I mean, that's uh, I mean, I think we agree that Stain is a is setting himself up to be this antihero and doesn't meet whatever our requirements are for an antihero. Yeah. And I think that that's um, that is good. Yeah, I, I mean, sure, um, there are people that that may be why they like it so much. But for me, it was it was tough to watch. What about you? What's your favorite? What's your favorite? Uh, or what? Sorry, what's your could be better? Or do you have any? Is this just perfect for you? Um, I think that this season is just excellent. Um, I think that the My Hero Academia has really weird pacing within its seasons. Because I never feel like what actually is the climax of the season is at the end of the season. Like, the fact that we have this, like, awesome tournament arc that ends right at the middle of the season. Yeah. That's, and, and then it I has, mean, like, a, a weird... season finale, let's be clear. Huh? I said that is a good mid-season finale. It's an excellent mid-season finale. But then the fact that we have this slow build-up, kind of slow, because it's only an eight-episode arc, to the Stain climax... And, like, that's not the climax of the season? <laughs> or not the end of the season? Like, I think that that could have been... Like, the fact that the end of the season is this um, still compelling, still gripping final exam, but, like, the stakes aren't there, not compared to the, the previous two arcs. Yeah, it's... I mean... Fame I, and glory. It is part of the problem. Life or death. I think this is... Are your anim- grades good? I think this is an anime problem, by the way. Like, I don't think this is the only anime that has this pacing problem. Um, I've been watching Fire Force a lot, and Fire Force also has this problem. In fact, I think Brotherhood sometimes had this problem, too, where I'm like, that had to be the season finale, right? And it wasn't. And I'm like, what in the world? To be fair, though, that's just an every episode of Brotherhood problem where you're like, what? Um, but the thing with My Hero is, like, the next arc, I believe, does need to, in fact, be the beginning of the next season. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't deny that. 
I do think that the last five episodes of the season could have easily have come before the stain arc. But that's not how it happened. In the manga. <laughs> Um, which, which is part of this manga doesn't have, doesn't have the same rules that anime does. It doesn't, it doesn't have seasons, right? It doesn't even really have volumes. Not really, not in the original way that manga is published, which is in Shonen Jump. Sure. Right. It's literally just chapter by chapter. Um, and the fact that they then have to say, okay, we're going to do 13 or 25 episodes, right? To, uh, to do this and we need to move and then we're going to set multi-season plot goals has a big part to do with this but like that's my biggest criticism of the season is that i just don't end the season feeling like i like that you're nitpicking because it tells me that you really like the season to be fair mine's nitpicky too so like my other nitpick might be that um we spend our first 12 episodes worrying about who the craftiest, smartest, winneriest fighter is, only to then redefine the rest of the season as who can be the best hero. Yeah, you know, uh, which I think is great. I think it's actually a really good development because you have to be strong. We didn't we and didn't... thoughtful and crafty to be a good hero, but it's the application of those ideals, not the sheer possession of them, that matters. I want to touch. I want to touch on the final arc of this season because we like have not talked about it at all which is because of the the nature of the first two arcs but this arc is actually really really good and it builds on the last two really really well where we get to see our heroes in action taking what they've learned and putting it to the test yes and it also builds on the other characters that we haven't done things with yet when also, they're... I like the the pairings are all really yes, they're good. All so good. That's exactly what I was gonna say. My favorite, by the way, is Todoroki and um... yes. Oh yes. And uh... honestly, Yazorozu. Oh my gosh. She has. She gets a short end of the stick this season. She does, but 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 I agree. I agree. But that pairing, oh, yes. such a good episode. Yeah. Against arguably the professor most likely to thrash them. I mean, he lets them win. I mean, he's he's proven himself a softy at every turn, despite his hard, uh, yeah, despite his rough edges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. Razorhead is uh, he's also um, exactly calculated in every way, right? Like he's never mean because he wants to. He's never all out because he want because like it feels good. Right. Whereas, like, put the two biggest knuckleheads against the other biggest knucklehead and see what happens is a great matchup. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Let, let's go into our, let's wrap it up with our love it's uh, before before the final wrap up. Uh, I'll just I'll just kind of rapid fire mine. Um, I actually did a TikTok today on our He's a Game Media TikTok. I don't know if you saw it, West. Um, <laughs> when the microwave gets delivered. At the beginning of the Steen arc, it says Omazan, Om- Omozan on the side of the box, and it's got the okay. Amazon logo. That was really, that made me chuckle today, so that's one of my favorites. Like, like, like McDonald's or whatever, yeah, like all, yeah. of the, all of the false McDonald's in anime. Yeah. yeah I love when they the, take that approach. I loved meeting Class B. That was really cool. I loved, uh, I loved Bakugo's passion. Um... Honestly, the cavalry battle 
I think is such a fantastic piece of the show because of the really, callback. Yeah, it's really cool to see how the teams worked together. Oh, that's not why I enjoyed it. What did you like? Uh, I like the callback uh, to Calvary Battles in all of the other slice of life normal high school anime, like Azumanga Daio. I've never watched a bunch of slice of life animes. Oh, like this this is the, the idea of the the two person carrying one person on their shoulders and like the trying to steal headbands Calvary battle game is a cliche of Japanese high school. That's so Killed cool. It. I didn't know that. You learn something new every day. Now I want to watch a bunch of slice. I love that part. That's cool. Uh I really loved Ida's first fight where she's like basically using him to sell her her gear. That was really cool. Um I already mentioned I love Uraka, just the whole thing. Um I really love Deku telling off um Oh my gosh, what is his name? Yeah. Why I I do not blank on these names until we get the on the guy podcast. from Class One B. No, 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 not him. Oh, okay. I'm talking about Taroki's dad. Oh, yeah. Um, telling off uh, Endeavor. Endeavor. Yeah, just him, just being like, I love it because it speak. He, my wife makes fun of me all the time. She says, "You are a Deku. Like you guys are the same person." And I like that he walks away, collects himself, and then talk. Like, that is so me. Like, that is exactly how I would have handled it. I would be like, I'm just going to walk away. And then right, I would just... Snap decision. Snap decision. Finally so, decide to say something. Um, I've just been binging Hunter Hunter. And the having now watched Hunter Hunter and coming back to thinking about my hero... Um, Deku's design as a character is a is a is in conversation with Gon from Hunter Hunter. Their motifs are very similar. Their appearances are, however, their attitudes and their means of getting what they want are very different. Okay, I was gonna say I don't think it's, they're anything alike. No, 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 no. The, the, it's not like I'm not saying My Hero Academia took the character of Gone Freaks from Hunter Hunter and just stole him to the setting. I'm saying they they saw pieces of Gone, took a little bit, just a pinch of it, and then built a far more interesting character around it all, and then put the rest of what they had in Gone into Bakugo. <laughs> It's funny because I, I was actually thinking about Bakugo uh, when I was watching the tournament arc this last week. And I thought to myself, he is like a mix of Yusuke Yurameshi and something else. Like Vegeta is kind of like... He's got a lot of Vegeta in him. Like for he, sure. Like just... It's so funny to me. Um... But yeah, Deku's Deku's conversation with Endeavor is pretty great. Is exact is very gone. I, I uh, you're it's I have a personal relationship with Deku, and you're like hurting my feelings, and I need to like separate myself and like pull. But like, 
having now watched it, right, an older anime and manga, and like you can't, you like if you don't approach media with the idea that the people who are making media haven't. No, no, watched... everybody builds on top of other stuff. I think totally, no, 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 like, and totally I think it's true. good, but like that attitude of I'm going to stare in the face of someone far more powerful and influential than me and tell them how and why they're wrong according to my morals. It's funny because, like, when I think of Go and I think of Goku, like, I think they're really similar. And I don't hmm. I don't think Deku's anything like Goku or Go. No, I don't I don't think so either. In in that, like, the pieces of, of Go that is Goku, I don't think are the pieces of Go that is... I see. Okay. Uh, We'll have, to, um, we'll have to discuss that deeper sometime off air. Yeah. Uh, my and then my final my final love it for this season. Uh, you've already mentioned the pairing, so I won't I won't dive deep into that one. Um, but it, it's it is the the lessons that Deku learns from um, Gran Torino and how Gran Torino teaches. Uh. I really appreciated that because it let Deku learn the way that I think is best for Deku rather than he could have just given him the answers. But I think that he knew that Deku would not feel fulfilled if he didn't learn it on his own. And I really liked that. Like, I think the the moment that teaches us the most, by the way, is he is standing outside the door, listening to Deku figure out full cowling. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy all of the very bad metaphors used for explaining all for one or, or one for all. <laughs> they're all great. The microwave one, the egg one, like they're all just like, so like, like they're very anime humor in that they're super specific and like I only it. hold I up like a little bit. In fish. Yeah. What are you talking about? Not literally, <laughs> but I'm not cooked all the way through. <laughs> So funny. Uh, anime's great. Is that it? Is that your only love it? Have we covered all the No, others? I love so much about this show. I love um I love it when the when one A just shows everyone in the in the race part what's happening, and then one B is like show offs. We saved our energy. We're gonna get you real good. Um, and then only like two of them make it into the tournament bracket. <laughs> yeah, I think I think by the way the 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 kid the other kid that stepped out of the tournament is the kid that might have been had his place taken for what it's worth by mm. the by the one C kid. Interesting. Um, because he he backed down from a fight. I don't know. Um, but no, I I really love um I really love the mismatches in the tournament arc. Right, like. Not just that one, but like other fights of people who like really don't belong against each other. I really enjoy the exact pairing of Minetta versus Midnight in oh. the uh, <laughs> like. I think that like if you're going to take Minetta's personality, right, which we've discussed before, has its like has a purpose. You believe, and I, I, I I'm coming around to it. It does. But I think right? that like it goes. Sorry, go ahead. I'll let you finish. But I think that very specifically posing him against the character that like indulges his impulses and then like having him overcome in a way that like requires putting them aside for the moment is very powerful. I think is actually a really interesting moment of growth for him. 
I, I, I really like. They, I think that even in this season, I say this in season one, but even in this season, they do a good job of explaining why Mineta is problematic. Yeah. And it, you know, in I know that last week a certain skunk was removed from children's platforms by WB, and certain people are really upset about it. But the thing that Mineta does that. Uh, that this that Pepe Le Plu does not do in, in the way that these animators chose to do this is they tell you Mandetta is wrong. Yeah. Whereas they make the joke with Pepe Le Plu, but they don't say that his actions are bad. Whereas yeah. with Mineta, everyone knows Mineta is a creep. They call him a creep a thousand times. Yeah. Um, I like I love Bakugo getting a haircut is an excellent scene. It's not a haircut, right? It's a hairdo. Okay, sure. Like the whole makeover for him, I think it's just really is really ironic. I like that he's like, I picked the wrong hero, and then his hair spikes back up. Yeah. That's good. Um, hair in anime is so important. Um, I actually really like all of the hero assignments because while individually some of them are more or less what they need to be, in whole they really do help tell the story of what it means to be a hero in this society. Whether it's publicity stunts, whether it's keeping up formal appearances, whether it's whether you actually are saving people or trying to make money, or if it's um, just staying to what you're supposed to do instead of seeking out trouble. Um, like, they, all they of... They together really well. Yeah, all of the, like... And I think that's the fun thing about this idea of how 1A learns, which is from each other, right? Yeah. Is that if you put all of the ingredients in different members of the group, they'll they'll put it together for you. Yeah, we don't get into this in season two. So if you haven't watched season three, this is like kind of a small spoiler for that. So plug yours for just a second. But in season three and in season four... Uh, you know, we we have Racerhead saying the reason that this class is the way that it is and they're advancing so fast is because Bakugo, Midoriya challenge each other and everyone else follows suit. And they and Bakugo's learning Bakugo learns that Midoriya knows about his right hook, he adapts, and so on and so on, and they build on top of each other, right? And so when you've got Bakugo going with best genus and learning about the way that appearances matter. And then you've got, uh, you've got, um, Uraka learning to fight. Uraka, and... that's, that's not the one that I was going to pick out though. The one I was going to pick out is, um, what is her name? Momo. Yeah. Yeah. Was... Momo. Well, you got yeah. Momo learning about how, you know, the, the modeling the, side of being yeah, a hero. Like, just apparent, like, how you know one of them is appearances matter right where the other is appearances not only matter but you have duties that go along with it and and you know it goes to stain's point right in a lot of ways that there are problems with hero society and the way that it's working but it also goes to show like there's more to this bakugo than punching people in the face yeah, and I think that that's the interesting thing is that the the idea of being a hero in this society has a lot more to do than strict people are strictly winning fights. No, I mean, um, the, the, the hero is... It's a like, job. All Might is called the symbol of peace. Yeah. Like, he, like, 
and I and I, I we talk about I talked about a pedestal earlier, and I can't stand when people put different things on a pedestal. But and and even Deku realizes the problem with putting All Might on a pedestal. But what we see in this season is like, despite the fact that it sucks that we shouldn't do it, it's going to happen, and you have to deal with it. Otherwise, this society falls apart in a lot of ways. I mean, I've never been able to motivate a group of kids like telling them they're looked to by a younger group of kids. Like, the idea of being a role model to society that Hold the heroes fulfill... let me fix fulfill. my side part really quick for those watching on... Uh, on... <laughs> um, but, like, I think that the, the, the idea that these heroes are a role model to the society, this quirked society, right, where, like, Everyone holds this like immense power, whether it, regardless of their quirk, right? They really have the ability to change things in an instant. Like how to do it in the right way is just as important for heroes to be modeling as actually stopping the people who are doing it in the wrong way. All right, let's let's go on to. I think that was a perfect summation. So we're going to go on to rating this, and uh, I'm going to go first because I feel like I always go second when we rate things. I have no idea. Go ahead. And I would give this a 4.9. A 4.9. I see. We're getting into really, really granular rating systems now. You know, I, I, it is not a 5 for me. Um, and you know what we call nearly perfect things that are not a 5, Spencer? What? 4.5s. <laughs> okay. I'll give it a 4.5. Here's the thing. Uh, as much as I love Gran Torino's teaching methods, I didn't cover this and could be better, but I like find his character a little bit like annoying. Um, so I'm I'm nitpicking. I'm just gonna give it a five. I think it's a five. Like I think that I'm if I'm not nitpicking, this is like a perfect season of anime. I would not give it a five out of seven though. See, yeah, we can reserve that one. Um, yeah, I. I don't know if I think it's a 4.5 or if it's a 5, and I'm not sure it matters which number I give it, because I think that the end of the day is that I really like it. It's absolutely the season upon which we're judging the rest of the seasons of My Hero Academia. Which is so unfair, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's such an incredible improvement and extension of what we had in season one. Leaves us satisfied, right? There's a lot to chew on in this season. Um, like, it's extremely good. And whether it's a 4.5 or it's a 5 is not a matter of me putting a trophy of it on a wall somewhere. Because I'm not going to do it either way. I would never put something on my wall. Or... I know. <laughs> never. <laughs> to be fair, that's season 4. Yeah. Spoilers. If you haven't seen it, you have no idea what this is, but it's sweet. <laughs> that is Venom, everyone, just so you know. This is Symbiote Deku. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really funny joke. I'm um, losing it. So what are you going to give it? I'm going to give it 4.5. Okay. I think That's fair. If if it had a hundred percent less Mineta, would you give it a five? I don't think that would be the difference. Yeah, fair enough. Like I think like I'm glad you got over your Mineta. Problem. In order for this season to earn a five for me, like I have to feel the same way about this season 
that I do about book two of Avatar and book three of of Korra. Sure, that's fair. Right, like, or book four of Korra, or like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I think that like the the part of this season that really speaks to me is Tenya's pain and yeah. his grief and how people let him handle it. Yeah. And I think that it's probably for the best that the season didn't have more of that in a, in a big way. But that said, there wasn't this like serious questioning to me of who we are and why we are that I think really brings me to the point of like, this is perfect art. Yeah. I think that's fair. Well, I, I will say this uh, as we wrap up that if you have not watched this show, you should, I, I, my understanding is that this show will be going on for at least 13 seasons is what it's the writer is saying that they'll probably end up doing. That feels like such a random number. Uh, that he, uh, that I, he said in an interview somewhere that he plans on writing this for, for that long. So, so I, I think we might see all the way till when, uh, Midorio is, is grown up. So, which yeah. I don't think that we've seen in television for what it's worth for very much outside of like maybe Gohan, but you like have time skips and we yeah, might just see like, that without a time skip here. I think that that would be fascinating if we really like went through every excruciating year of his life and he nearly gets thrashed to death every six months of his entire life. <laughs> um, like that would be fascinating. Yeah. Um, and would be the requirement for that to be meet that sort of thing, right? Because time skips tend to skip over the part where they don't get beaten within an inch of their life. I mean, once Cell's gone, man, what is there to fight for? Uh, but no, I, I think the I think that this, you know, something that something has really cool has happened in anime. I've noticed. Um, you know, you got your Attack on Titans, you got your Demon Slayers, you've got your My Heroes. Like when I was a kid in America. <laughs> We were clawing our way to try and get anime. Like, it was tough. <laughs> it was tough. It was whatever was ever on Toonami. It's whatever we could get. Now you can just download Crunchyroll or watch it and on your And you're laptop. still expressing, like, even in just the three you listed, Spencer, you are, you're, you're not expressing the full scope of what anime has to offer. No, I, you know, it's funny. Right? I, anime has Your Lion April. It has Azumanga Dayo. It has Strawberry Panic. It has, like, uh, Yaoi Yaoi. Like, it's I got it all. You, I'm a shonen junkie, man. I know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know that I would. Is Attack on Titan shonen? Attack on Titan is in the vein of it. Yeah, I don't think it's shonen. I don't think it is shonen, but I think it's still under that action-oriented anime vibe. Sure. It's not uh, sports anime. It's oh, not man. slice of life anime. It's not romance anime. anime. We'll have to have me. Should we do Haikyuu at some point? Yeah, I'm watching it right now. Are you really? I need to start it at some point. Yeah, I'm watching. I tried to start Food Dwarfs with my wife, but she wasn't having it. So I don't know why. She loves cooking shows. I don't know why that one didn't stick with her. Well, there you have it, a brief foray into what we might talk about in the future after our current 8-13-week to 13 week plan. <laughs> you can follow me at Spencer13H. You can follow West at East underscore Monotone. You can follow the show at need to nerd Pod. Uh, like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Leave a review if you are listening on the uh, podcast app, wherever you're listening. It is legit the best way to help the show. 
thank you everybody so much for listening uh west what are we talking about next week do you know how you didn't cry this episode to be fair uh, i did cry during this season but i wasn't going to talk about it because i knew that i would cry if i did also way to put me on the spot with that and no wonder i had to stall next week we're talking about wait that thing i do the movie that thing you do In one week, you will have watched it, audience. I will have watched it, and we're going to be talking about it. Wes has never seen that thing you do. I am so excited to watch this movie again. Uh, I will will be buying it and watching it, and it is great. So see you guys all next week as we discuss some one-hit wonders. Bye, everybody. That's a Bill Murray film?